Yo, we're back. We are back. It's been a long time coming, but we are back. And I'm super duper excited to impart to you guys the things that God has given us. Listen, we have some good things coming up. We got some good topics. And to start it off, we are going to start with how to be content. So get your pencil. Get your pad and let's get to work. So I will be coming from Philippians 4, 11 through 13. I'm not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstance. I know what it is to be in need and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do all things through him who gives me strength. So Kiara and I have been together for almost seven years, five years dating and almost two years of marriage. So I have a little bit of wisdom on dating. So I'm about to give you one advice. That's all you're going to get from me. And it's not about communication, but you need that. It's not about listening to each other, but you're going to need that. It's not about planning your date nights, but you're going to need that. My advice is that before you call that person your boo, before you go on vacation, before you even introduce them to your family, Before you even make that big decision, I need y'all to sit down, listen, and have a conversation about 50 Cent Song, 21 Questions. Nate Dogg started off in saying, girl, is it easy to love me now, but would you love me if I was down and out? Would you still have love for me? And then 50 Cent picked it up and said, if I fell off tomorrow, would you still love me? If I didn't smell so good, would you still hug me? If I got locked up and sentenced to a quarter century because I count on you to be there to support me mentally. If I went back to a hoopty from a band, would you poof and disappear like some of my friends? If I ain't rock because I flip burgers at Burger King, would you be ashamed to tell your friends you're feeling me? And 50 Cent wanted to know when things got tough, will you still love me? Will you still be content with me? Will you still be satisfied with me if things don't go as planned? If we can't afford a five-bedroom home until we're 40, if we can't go on vacation every year, if God don't bless us with kids until we're 30, will you still be content? Because I've come to realize it's easy to be content when everything is going right, but the true test comes when things aren't going as planned. And in this text, Paul was telling the people that I am content, whether I have plenty or whether I have little. Whether I have enough to feed 5,000 or just enough to last me for today. Whether I'm in a relationship or single. Whether I'm on my dream job or whether I have to flip burgers at Burger King. I am content. But as I was staring at this text, I realized that the power of this text doesn't come from the word content. The power of this text comes from the word learned. 
Paul said, I've learned to be content. So why is that the most powerful word in this verse is content? Because the Bible says my people are destroyed because of the lack of knowledge. So it's not in your shout. You can't give an offering. A relationship is not going to satisfy you. Making more money is not going to make you content. Paul said it is in your learning that you become content. And so when I finally understood that you must learn to be content, I, I realized why so many people are not content with their lives. Why people go from relationships to relationships, sex partner to sex partner, job to job, chasing money, business idea to business idea, because to learn something and to be able to execute it takes time. It's a process. You, you're not just going to be able to hear this word, but you have to be a doer of this word. And being a doer of a word takes time because there are some things that needs to be rooted and grounded in you. You, you can't learn something and think you're going to be an expert the next day. You, you don't teach a baby the ABCs on Monday and then expect them to know it on Tuesday. No, it takes, it takes time. This process of learning how to be content in every situation takes time. And that may be the reason why you're stuck in that season of singing is because you need to learn how to be content. Maybe you're stuck in that position because you need to learn how to be content and somebody telling you what to do. Paul said, I've learned how to be content. So I have two points and a tip on how to be content. Point number one. Run to the river, not the fix. So as a little boy, you know, my family, we used to sit around and watch cops. And I used to hear them always saying, this person is, is, is about to get their fix. This person, you know, before they got arrested was going to get their fix. And as a little boy, I, I really didn't understand what a fix was. All I knew that somebody was trying to go get their fix. But as I got older, I understood that a, a fix was something, you know, usually a drug that a person got addicted to. And the problem with the fix is two things. Number one, the person can't function properly unless they have their fix. And number two, once their high is gone, now they're back out on the streets. Now they're back on the corner trying to search for that fix. What are you trying to say, Keith? Well, I'm glad you asked. We have turned people, we have turned our jobs, power, money, sex into our fix. We can't live without our fix. We can't live without people's approval. And if that person don't give you that approval, now you feel disqualified. But God already qualified you, but yet you're not content until that person praises you, until that person gives you that approval. We have a hard time being single because you see everybody in relationships, you see everybody getting married, and now you're depressed, now you're frustrated with life, unhappy, you're sad, you're starting to wonder, is something wrong with me? Why? Because you're trying to fill a void with your fix that only a relationship with God can fill. That's why in Proverbs 37 and 8, it says, If you delight yourself in me, meaning if you spend time with me, if you have a relationship with me, if, if you run after me, then he will give you the desires of your heart. So you're saying whatever desires I have, God is going to give it to me? No. 
What happens is that the more you spend time with God, the more you pray, the more you study, the more you fast. And then God will start downloading ideas, vision, dreams, revelations in you that's going to change your life. And you're going to start seeing yourself desiring things that you never thought you would desire, but they're starting to line up with the plans that God have for you. Psalms 1, 2, and 3 says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth thou meditate day and night. And he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bringeth forth his fruit in seasons. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he does shall prosper. David said that if you really live your life by this word, if you really walk out these scriptures and not just post them on your Facebook, not just post them on Snapchat. But if you really live your life by this book, then in any season you will prosper. He said you will be like a tree planted by the rivers bearing fruit in every season. And fruit comes. Remember, we're being planted in God. So if you want your relationship to flourish Get planted. If you want your business to flourish, get planted. If you want your money, your finances to flourish, get planted. Because when you are planted by the river, you never go thirsty. And the only way you get planted if you start reading this word, if you start studying, if you start spending time with God. But understand something. That anything that is being planted takes time. Patience, young grasshopper patience. Number two, keep your desires, scratch the schedule. What do I mean by that? God told Jeremiah, for I know the plans that I have for you, not your plans, not what you put on your vision board, not what you posted on Snapchat that you're going to be a millionaire this year. God said, for I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. Listen, there's nothing wrong with your goals. There's nothing wrong with posting, you know, your vision board on your wall. But the problem lies when you create your own schedule for when things should happen in your life. You want to be married by 25, two kids by 28, a millionaire by 30, retired and traveling the world by 35, kids out the house by 50. And God is saying, cool, cool. I, listen, I love your desires. Listen, I love that you want to be married. I love that you want to have kids be fruitful. I, I love that you want to be a millionaire on your own business. I love that you want to be in a relationship. Because we just read I, we just read that God would give you the desires of your heart. But your schedule? Um, that's where the problem lies. Because there are some things that you are still attached to that I need to remove. There are some habits that need to be destroyed. Some behaviors that need to be tamed. Because I can't make you a millionaire at 30. Because you need to learn how to be a good steward of your money. Instead of getting married at 25, maybe get married at 30 because I need to work on your attitude. Because I need to work on, on your wondering eye. I, I, I need to work on your daddy issues. I, I, I need you to graduate from college because if I send that person in your life now, you become distracted. Listen, Linda, listen. Do not rush the process. Trust what God is trying to do in your life. Get wisdom and knowledge in this season. Get to know you. Don't take that job because you want more money. 
Don't jump into relationships because you just want to be with somebody. Don't give up on that dream because you don't see the fruit yet. Don't give up because you were supposed to be living in your dream house by now. Listen, trust God's process. Trust God's schedule for your life. His ways are not your ways. His thoughts are not your thoughts. He knows what's best for you. He knows the right time. He knows the right people to place in your life. He knows the plan for you. And listen, my last tip. My last tip. Stay ready. Listen, some of us are planning by the river. Some of us are trusting the process. But you're not ready. You're not in position for God's blessing for your life. For example, God is trying to give you a spouse. But you come out the house looking like you want to be single. Man's pants sagging. Shoes not clean. You got a nice outfit, but your shoes looking dirty. Shirt needs to be ironed. Women, you come out the house with a bunning on your head. Still got your pajamas on. And trying to walk through the mall like you the baddest thing walking, but it looked like you just rolled out of bed. Listen, the old folks used to tell us don't go out the house looking any kind of way. Look presentable. Look like somebody. Even if you go to the gas station, make sure you look decent and in order. Because you never know who you would come in contact with. And some of us may have missed out because you over here looking like who did it and what for. You over here looking like boo-boo the fool. And then want to have the nerve to say, well, I, I guess it wasn't meant for me. No, it was meant for you. But you around here looking like any kind of way. Men, know how to talk to a lady. Have confidence. Be yourself. If you laid back, be laid back. If you're outgoing, be outgoing. Listen, just try. You have the 50-50 chance. All they're going to say is no. Keep it moving and going on to the next. Listen, when it comes down to getting a job, make sure that your resume is clean and up to date. No typos, no misspelled words. Make sure you have somebody look over it. Do mock interviews with people. This is how you stay ready. Stay prepared. Listen, get planted by the river. Trust God's process and stay ready. Listen, I hope you enjoyed the first installment of content. Share this with your friends, your family, and even your enemies. Love, peace, and chicken grease.